This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 298. In today's episode, I'm going to give you some tips for photographing Christmas lights. For those of us that are photographers, one of the best things about this time of year is photographing Christmas lights or shooting subjects with Christmas lights in the background or bokeh area of our images. Understanding the environment is key to shooting Christmas lights as they are not generally as bright as other forms of light. So you need to be thinking low light photography. Now you're going to be forced to use higher ISOs than normal. So you have to remember to adjust your settings so that your aperture and shutter speed make up the difference to get sharp images with as little noise as possible. You are certainly going to need to bust out a wider aperture lens, such as an f2.8 or an f2, or if you have them, an f1.8 or 1.4, and possibly even a 1.2 if you got the money to buy one. In order to keep or to make up for the high ISO, and remember, you don't want your shutter speed too low or your images will come out blurry. Now, we are looking for tack sharp images with the Christmas lights in them. The first thing that you will need to do is plan your shoot. And I say this over and over again, it's crucial no matter what type of photography you're looking to do. You need to create a plan first so that you can execute it smoothly. So if you wanna shoot outdoor Christmas lights, you'll need to wait until dark and then you'll need a tripod as you will have to shoot these as long exposures. And that means keeping the ISO down to prevent noise. If there happens to be movement of the light, you can use that to your advantage and create light trails. On the other hand, if you're looking to capture buildings like I do, then you are wanting to shoot during the blue hour, when there will still be just enough light to capture details in the buildings whether it's a house or a church or some other structure. Now, keep in mind that blue hour only actually lasts for a few minutes. So make certain you are already set up where you want to shoot and your tripod is locked down and ready as you need to get your shot quickly. Or you're going to end up with the lights being flat and a black background that's not going to look all that impressive. Now, the next question is what gear? So what gear is required to shoot Christmas lights effectively? Well, you need a DSLR or a mirrorless camera that can shoot in manual mode, as this is going to be your best bet for getting good shots of Christmas lights. You will also need a fast aperture lens, as I mentioned earlier. But don't despair. That doesn't mean that you cannot shoot Christmas lights without a lens costing thousands of dollars. The good news is, here is one of the best and most popular lenses for this style of shooting is a good 50 millimeter f1.8. 
And pretty much every major camera maker offers this kinds of lens as an inexpensive wide aperture. Canon had their 50mm 1.8, also known as the Nifty 50 or Plastic Fantastic, which can be had in the EF mount for about $115. And there's links to these lenses in the show notes. Now, Canon also offers the same lens in the RF mount for those of you that have the EOS R or RP or R5, 6, or even an R3. And the RF mount model is 149. Now, Nikon offers a 50 millimeter F1.8 in their older F mount for $196. And they also have a Z mount version, but that one is more expensive at $656. Sony has their 50mm F1.8 E mount for $248, and Fujifilm also has their XF 33mm F1.4 for $799, which is 49.5mm in full frame, so right about 50. But if you're looking to save money and you're shooting Fujifilm, you can either buy the slightly narrower uh, XF 35mm F2 for $399, or you can opt to go the route that I personally did and get the Viltrox XF 33mm F1.4 for $279. Quite a difference compared to the F1.4 Fujifilm lens, which is, like I said before, is $799. Now, you can also look into third-party lens makers as well to save on those lenses when you don't want to pay the higher price for a first-party lens because they're generally more expensive. So you can look into Tamron, Sigma, Viltrox, as I mentioned a moment ago, Nikkei. There's all kinds of Yongnu. There's all kinds of manufacturers of third-party lenses that are fairly inexpensive for your particular camera body. Now, in addition to the camera and lens, you're also going to need a sturdy tripod and a cable release. Or alternatively, you can use your camera maker smartphone app or a third-party device like the Pluto trigger that I have. But the Pluto is going to run you about $119, where a cable release can be had for around $15 to $20, maybe even a little bit cheaper. And the camera maker smartphone app is generally going to be free. So you'd have no extra cost there. And that's always a good thing, especially if you're on a budget. If you're a, a student photographer or a hobbyist, now, we need to look at the camera settings that you'll need to capture these Christmas lights. Now, many cities and towns are lively at night during the holiday season. So remember what I mentioned earlier, that the best time to photograph those outdoor lights is during the blue hour or in complete darkness. And this will be where you really need to understand your exposure triangle. If your camera has one, it would help to also use your histogram so that your highlights aren't blown out and you don't lose detail in the shadow areas of your scene. Even when using that sturdy tripod, make sure you set your camera correctly. I would recommend using aperture priority and set that 50 millimeter f1.8 to a nice wide aperture and let the camera control the ISO and shutter speed. But also, make sure you have your uh, auto ISO limits set for a low maximum setting, like ISO 100 or 200, or you might even be able to go up to 400 or 800 without introducing a lot of noise. It's going to depend on your camera model. 
Now, if you choose to shoot handheld, remember to use your widest possible aperture and set your, set your shutter speed to two times your focal length or one two fiftieth of a second to remove handshake from your images because nobody can hold their camera perfectly still all the time. Now, the good news is if you're shooting a more modern mirrorless camera, a lot of those have IBIS or in-body image stabilization. So that will allow you to use a lower shutter speed than you would without IBIS. So remember the old rule, if you're shooting uh, handheld and you want sharp, clear images that are tack sharp, you've got to use double the focal length as your shutter speed. So if you're shooting with the 50 millimeter, you want your shutter speed to be at least one one hundredth of a second. Or as I mentioned a moment ago, one two fiftieth is probably better so that you have a little more wiggle room to compensate for the steadiness of your hand or lack thereof. Now, when shooting handheld, you're going to want to set your aperture to f1.2 and at the very most 2.8 so that you can use a modest ISO to prevent as much noise as possible. Now, if you desire, your desire is to shoot portraits with Christmas lights in the background, then you need to use something like the 56 millimeter f1.2 or 1.4 for an APS-C body and the 85 millimeter 1.2 or 1.4 on a full frame camera. Now, in Canon's case, uh, back in the EF lens days, they also offered an 85 1.8. That was a really good lens. Now, the reason for that is these lenses will have a fast and accurate autofocus and wide aperture, which will allow maximum light into your scene while keeping the ISO lower to prevent noise in your shots. Also, with the depth of field you get with these wider apertures, you will also end up with Christmas lights that have those pleasing bokeh ball effects that everybody loves to see in images. Now I know, I know, some of you are asking, but what if I want to shoot the ornaments on the tree of the little or the little Christmas figurines with the lights in the background? Well, this is a case where a good macro lens comes in handy, as most macro lenses are f2.8 or wider. They will be wider, much enough wider to allow you to use the ambient light in the room to make your images. Now, something to keep in mind is you cannot use flash for Christmas photography, as your speed light will make your images washed out and everything will be flat. And the flash will actually kill any of the beauty of the Christmas lights. So your best bet is to only use the ambient light available to get those absolutely stunning Christmas images. The next thing we have to consider is your camera white balance. And the best white balance preset to use would be tungsten or incandescent lights. Since Christmas lights are of various colors and the ambient light can vary quite quickly as well, it is best to choose an auto white balance mode while shooting. And make sure that you shoot RAW and not JPEG. This way, if you find any variation in the color temperature in your photographs, you can adjust it in your favorite post-processing application on your computer. Now, if you don't have something like Lightroom or Photoshop or Capture One or On One Photo Raw due to money constraints, remember that GIMP is an open source image editor and it's available for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, all three. And you also have the option of using the free image processing software that came with your camera. 
Now, this software may not be the greatest for post-processing, but it will allow you to make your adjustments to white balance in other settings and then export the final image as a JPEG for printing later or to post online. And I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back and we're continuing today's topic, which is shooting Christmas lights. So Starburst is another option you can use for your Christmas light photography. And this one is really popular. A lot of people love the Starburst effects. So if you are a fan of Starburst, you can narrow down the aperture to around F16, set up your camera on a tripod, and do a long exposure photograph to get the right exposure level. This way, depending on the build of the lens, you will get different types of starbursts. If you do not want to use narrow apertures, you can make use of a star filter for your lens that will help you get the star effects from your Christmas lights. Starburst photos work well for wide frames that need to be shot using a wide angle lens, so keep that in mind as well. Now, as far as that beautiful bokeh, that is one of the best parts of Christmas and Christmas light photography. Christmas time is the best time to try creative bokeh images. Now, apart from normal bokeh you can get out of your lens normally, you can use a bokeh kit to create different shaped bokeh like hearts, Christmas tree shapes, stars, snowflakes, and so on and so forth. Now, for this kind of work, I would highly recommend using a Lens Baby. Now, Lens Baby is not a sponsor of this show, but I own and use Lens Baby lenses all the time for their unique image capturing capabilities. And they're running their holiday sales right now. So pop on over and see what you what you need and what you can get and you know get an idea of the price range. Now, with their holiday sale going on, you're going to save. So now is the time to get a lens baby with the unique bokeh filters that snap onto the front of the lens that you can get those cool shapes. Now, keep in mind, if you don't want to invest in a kit, you can make your own bokeh filters using construction paper and cut out the shapes that you want. But it gets a little more tricky, but it is absolutely possible to do that. And you can do a web search and, and find articles on how to do that and do it properly to get the shapes that you want in your shots. Now, another suggestion is to use light in the foreground and not only in the background. Now, this will work extremely well, especially if you're shooting figurines, but also to get a great shot of someone peering out a window at you for a Christmas portrait. You can even have them bundle up, even though they are indoors, just to emphasize the fact that in many places of the world during this time of year, it can be bitter cold. Now, for this type of shot, you will often have the outdoor Christmas lights as well as the indoor ones behind the subject in the window. 
And you might even be lucky enough that you have a scene where there's a working fireplace in the background as well, which is going to just create more uniqueness and beauty to the image. Now, another fun thing that you can try is what they call Zoom Burst. For that, you'll need a tripod for sure. In this case, you set your tripod up and use a good zoom lens, like, for example, my XF 50 millimeter one, uh, 50 to 140 f 2.8, which is 70 to 200 millimeter equivalent in full frame. And then when you shoot the scene as a long exposure, while you're holding the shutter down, you can rotate the zoom ring and turn the lens in and out as you're doing your long exposure, and you'll get some really unique and interesting images, especially if you're focused on like a small Santa figurine or a Frosty the Snowman on your tree or something like that. Or in my case, if you like Star Trek tree ornaments, <laughs> you can get those little ornaments. Um, you can start out with those in tack sharp focus and then doing your zoom burst, it'll create the unique look of everything around the object that's your primary subject, whether it's a tree ornament or whatever the case may be. And it'll create some cool blurring effects to everything else around it, everything in the background. And those images can be absolutely beautiful. All right, so let's recap what we talked about in this episode so that you can get your best Christmas light photography. First, you want to use the widest aperture possible for amazing bokeh and so that you can shoot at low ISO. Use narrow apertures for starbursts such as F-16. You got to use a tripod for those long exposure shots so that you can shoot at a really low ISO to keep the noise away. Remember to use a cable release to avoid camera shake during shutter release for long exposures. Always shoot raw. Don't waste your time with JPEG because if you do need to fix anything in post-processing, you're not going to be able to work the image as well if all you have is a JPEG. You really, really need that raw file. Even if it's one of the only times of the year that you shoot raw, this is absolutely a time when you want a raw file so that you have the maximum, um, maximum resolution and detail to make your adjustments with. Now, Set the cover, uh, since the color temperature for most Christmas scenes is due to incandescent bulbs or tungsten light, it's better to choose incandescent white balance preset or a tungsten one. And it all depends. If not, then set the white balance to auto and change the white balance later if it's required when you're doing your post-processing. And remember, this is a fun time of year, so you can experiment with creative, creative bokeh, starburst, or zoom burst effects, and just have fun with it. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request 
questions to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 298 of the Liam Photography Podcast, all about shooting Christmas lights. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. If you haven't given the show a rate and review yet, please go ahead and do so. Please leave a comment of something you'd like me to cover in a future episode. You can also post those comments or suggestions in the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which you'll find the link for that group in the show notes. Uh, also, remember to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel. Watch the videos. Comment on them. Like them. Share them out on social media. And hit that little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. This Sunday, I will be doing another new video that'll be, and I apologize, I ended up shifting things a little bit because I told you a couple episodes ago that I was going to be doing my video review of the Platypod Extreme Tripod. And I ended up instead doing a review last week on my new Fujifilm GF 35-70 to lens. So this Sunday's uh, video will be the video review on the Platypod Extreme Flat Tripod, their newest model. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And remember to stop by platypod.com. Use that NL20 code that Dr. Larry was nice enough to give us in the episode that he appeared on. He promised you that that code will be good to the end of 2022. So you still got time to get a discount on anything that's platypod branded. Keep that in mind. It has to be an actual platypod item. The code does not work for the loom cubes or the square jellyfish mounts and stuff like that. But all of the the name brand Platypod stuff, that NL20 code will get you 20% off. And it's always good to save money, especially this time of year. All right, that's going to wrap this one up. I will see you all again on Sunday. <laughs>